0: You got Rick rolled
1: So By, yeah, by yeah. the way you guys were acting I was like, Craig has to know So Craig's like, I don't know And then, and then you even said, I don't know a song This is great No yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Buckle up, it's the Insurance Dudes Podcast
2: I'm Ricky the Realtor And I'm one of the Insurance Dudes
1: Woo Boom Boom Boom, Boom. Oh, we are in. (laughs) Your boom always clips. That's what he said. Yep. Let's dive in. We got Ricky here. Super exciting. Ricky
2: Murphy.
0: Yeah.
1: Ricky Murphy. Man, I'm
2: stoked. I'm 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 glad to be talking to you guys
0: from Mississippi. M I S S I S S -S 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 I P P I.
2: Yes, and if you noticed, I said you guys instead of y'all because y'all is what I say. But
1: you could you could be fixing to say y'all you can yeah fix
2: it. you know i didn't realize i had a very southern accent until i spent some time in idaho and i said y'all to the first person and then i got put in my place
0: well what were I, you doing I, in idaho
2: <laughs> it was another life just a whole nother industry that i was working in prior uh-huh. to real estate and i spent two months out there and it was a
0: long two months it was were you in Boise? Yeah, it was a beautiful
2: place. I enjoyed it. That made it sound like I didn't enjoy it. I loved it out there, but yeah, uh, there was a definite dialogue that I didn't understand, and <laughs> they didn't either. <laughs> so, <laughs> huh.
0: yeah, I just went there. It was it was a cool place. Well, awesome. Thank you. Welcome to the insurance dudes. Let's dive into a quick round of speed breakers, and then we'll get this show on on the road. Speed breaker, speed breaker, speed speed breaker. We don't uh, have the – thanks to Jason messing up the technology, we no longer have the sound effects for now. I gave it a virus. He did. I don't think it's the COVIDs, but it's Nope, it's not, luckily. So here we go. Are you ready, Ricky? I'm ready. Have you ever had a mullet? No. First crush?
2: Uh, Stacy. Style, most, first grade.
0: Most embarrassing thing your mom ever caught you doing? Oh, man. There's a
2: ton of those.
0: Um, <laughs>
2: probably, oh, gosh. Probably letting my sister um, practice her makeup skills on me. Ooh. Because I'm a nice.
0: great brother, okay, you know, but it was still embarrassing. I would have never said yes to that uh, to my sister. So good for you. That was nice of you. Fastest speed ever driven? um 119 and it could have done more and i got scared yeah it it, it starts coming by pretty quick at that point
2: yeah I, I had a firebird and i wanted to see what it could do and when it started kind of fish behind me i'm like okay that's enough
0: oh, that's it oh, okay enough uh favorite cereal
2: uh frosted flakes
0: how many kids five have you made cry sorry please wait for the oh, oh well
2: all of those
0: yeah uh, <laughs> all, perfect count chocula or count dracula Same
2: um, let's go Dracula.
0: Yeah, he's a good one. And what was your fastest mile? Oh, man, I'm
2: overweight, not very athletic. Um, probably <laughs> like, uh, 14.
0: That's good. Minutes, done it. Hours. Ever jumped out of an airplane?
2: I have. I've got a picture somewhere in here. Of
0: Holy that. moly. I heard nice. that it's, it's scarier the plane ride up than it is actually jumping out. Like you want to jump out by the time it's time. So the
2: one instruction they didn't give us is that you can't, you know, when you have that moment of panic, you're, you're always told your entire life, take a deep breath. Well, you can't airs rushing at you. So you can't take a deep breath. And so there was like this 45 seconds where you felt like you were underwater, but whenever they pulled the, the parachute, it was the most amazing ride ever. But there's like this 50 seconds where I'm like, I can't breathe.
0: The free fall is just pretty gnarly. Huh? Oh, Oh, it's insane. But it's not like you, is it true? Like you can't really tell, like, you don't really, you really even know that you're falling because there's no perspective, no, there's, right? There's a lot of like
2: spins and rotation and all this kind of stuff. So you're not focused on how quickly that's coming at you. Yeah. Um, and I look like a complete dork. We paid the extra to have a video done because, I mean, yeah. I'm never doing God, that insane. again. It's going on the roof. And like, it's <laughs> supposed to give like thumbs up and all this stuff. And I'm doing all this weird stuff with my hands and I, I look like a dork, but.
1: I'm, Love yeah, i Love it! You crazy. did you it! Did yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, no, there's no looking like a dork when you're like falling in in space. It's okay. It's, it's okay. Nuts.
0: How about best dinosaur? Best dinosaur.
2: I'm gonna go with T Rex just because we always make fun of that at our house with the hands, and my wife kind of has short arms, and we make fun of oh, that. So, so I'm gonna T-Rex. go with that, and maybe she never yeah. hears this.
1: Yes. You make fun of your wife as a T-Rex with short arms? She makes fun of
2: herself, and then when I jump on the bandwagon, then I get in trouble for making the same joke she did.
0: Of course.
1: That's I was
2: going to say, yes. There's the
0: double standard. Uh, favorite flavor.
2: Favorite flavor. Let's go with, um. I'm a strawberry guy.
0: There you go. Dogs or cats, there's only one correct answer.
2: Dogs.
0: Yes, correct. Tacos or burritos? Let's go tacos. Tacos is also correct, and Trump or Biden. Ooh, boy,
2: you're trying to ruin my <laughs> business over here. <his>, <laughs> you, you don't have to. It's get all right.
0: One. You don't have to answer I, it.
2: I, I am non-committal. There.
0: <laughs> That's right. It's whoever you're talking to <laughs> well, I, likes.
2: I fill a house on either side of the
0: aisle. Well, congratulations! You made it through <laughs> successful round of speed breakers. Okay. Mr. Yeah.
1: Jason. There's one last question, which is: What was the first concert you ever went to, and was it in? Mississippi.
2: So super embarrassing. I had an opportunity for my first concert to be Rod Stewart, to which I said, the nah, road. I don't want to do that. And so in Tupelo, Mississippi, with all 33,000 of us, there was a Ricky Van Shelton concert that I said yes to, but not Rod Stewart. I regret that decision. <laughs> um, but, oh, man. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was I yeah. get a- asked that? this question, what was your first concert? And I can't say something like Rod Stewart got Ricky Van Shelton.
0: That's all right. Which is fine.
2: Who's but, Ricky Van Shelton? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was still good. It's just very stereotypical Mississippi.
0: <laughs> well, perfect.
1: Nice. I don't even know who that is.
0: I don't either. I want to know.
2: Well, Ricky it. Van Shelton? Yeah. I hey. Yeah, you may have to Google that. I couldn't tell you a song. I was young. <laughs> it was my dad. That's even better. I, I was like the sound cool. but everybody that was going to the Ricky Van Shelton was like buddies, and I'm like, okay, I'll go.
0: You got Rick rolled.
1: So by yeah, by yeah. the way, you guys were acting. I was like, Craig has to know. So Craig's like, I don't know. And then, and then you even said, I-, I don't know a song. This is great. No. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah. If you and do know, he's
2: like a member of the uh, Grand Old Opry, and he may be, he may even be like in the hall of whatever country music is, and
1: I don't really know his music. <laughs> huh. Well, there you go. Love it. So take us from Ricky Van Shelton and the Miss Rod Stewart opportunity <laughs> into now. How did you become Ricky the Realtor? And give us those and details. Give yeah, uh, so of-
2: Ricky, the realtor, it came out of a necessity, really. I, I didn't know anything about real estate. Didn't uh, I? Re- never really thought about it, studied it. it. It wasn't on my radar. But I was working when I made jokes earlier about Idaho, and it was another life, another industry. I was in the restaurant business, and so corporate level stuff. Um, I was working for places like Chick Fil A and Chili's and Prepper Barrel and that sort of thing, and was doing really well. I mean, I was making tons of money but I, I one of the questions was how many kids you got five I have I'm married I've got five kids when you work in the restaurant business that's just super tough uh, I mean you cannot carry on a life and so it just got to a point where all I was doing was living in the restaurant I'm like there's got to be more more than this and so there was an advertisement for a local real estate agent that was looking for an office manager which was a good bit of what i did as a restaurant person. I'm like, I can run an office. That's no big deal. Went to work for her. She was a super high producing um, real estate agent. It was great to be able to learn from her. Eventually, she um, moved um, from this location, from this market into another one. And um, I was kind of given the choice to continue on her business or start my own. And I decided, well, let's, let's see what this looks like doing my own thing here. Uh, I think I've learned enough, That's how Ricky the realtor was born.
1: I love it. So I really want to dive into that, but I want to know how would you rate, uh, you know, Chick-fil-A amongst the other restaurants that you worked at? I I heard that they run a very, very tight ship. It's very difficult to open a Chick-fil-A. What was your take? So that
2: is ultimately why I left. I had kind of reached what I was going to be able to reach with that organization. They've got huge standards. I loved it. Let, let me step back and say that. That may be my favorite job that I've ever had. It, it was fantastic. But you, you've always heard through business or leadership. You always hear you get what you inspect. You've got to go in and if you set an expectation, you've got to inspect that expectation. Well, they do that. You know, whenever you hear my pleasure, there are auditors that are coming up and they're listening for that and they're going to bust you out on your audit score. I mean, they go into great detail with that. But the the crux for me was I I had started having children. It's like all fast food. I'm not throwing shade at anybody. All fast food. You price yourself out eventually. It's not intended to be lifelong unless you own it. And I started kind of looking into owning one. And the year that I had done it, and I think that might have been 2010, somewhere in there, they had received like 25,000 applications to open them, and they were choosing 80. And so the feedback I got was... Your metrics are great. Your KPIs are fantastic, but when we start drilling down from twenty thousand, twenty-five thousand to eighty, I don't know that you make it. So I appreciated the feedback. It kept me from holding on too long, but I also knew I I can't continue to make thirteen bucks an hour. You know, I got to do something different. Right. Yeah.
1: Which you know, everybody keep in mind. Then you become right. So you went into—I uh, love the transition—using uh, the skill of the management skill to get into uh, the realtor business, if you will. <laughs> oh, yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, the question, like I have, is that when she moved, like, how was that transition? How was you come in as a manager, and then you have this opportunity to actually take over her business? How did that work out? So there's several
2: details in there that I kind of skipped over just getting to the story. But while I was working for her, went ahead and got licensed. Uh, if people don't know, there are certain things that a licensed and an unlicensed can do for you or can, can help you with. And I, I had my hands tied a lot of times. I knew the answer. I knew how to help you, but because of license law and that kind of thing, I couldn't. So went ahead and got licensed so that I could be a better help for her. So now I've got my license. She starts talking about splits and um, the way money is going to flow and that sort of thing. And so then that starts to get awkward a little bit when someone is going to be somewhere else. You can't rely on them anymore. You realize you're going to be the only one doing things. So you start thinking about, man, if I could just keep that much money instead of taking 35% of it, if I got a hundred percent of it, um, what does that look like? You know, there's nothing against her. I mean, by, by any means, um, that that's a decision that I had to make for myself. But, It was terrifying. I'll just be honest. For me, I had always worked a job where I clock in, I clock out, I get a check on Friday, they take the taxes out, I don't deal with it, that's my money. And then to make that transition to one of, well, if we don't close, you don't get paid. I had never done, even though I was in the restaurant business, I was never a server. I was never someone that worked on tips or commission. It was terrifying.
0: So at that point, it either lights the fire or you run.
2: Yeah, it was a true sink or swim kind of situation. This is either going to work in the first six months because that's kind of the reserves that we have on hand. I can afford to not get a check for about six months and eat through all of our savings, or I am going to do well with this. Um, those uh-huh. are the two choices I have. And you did. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, I, I have been incredibly blessed for sure. And I, I use blessed because I, I do feel that I've been blessed. There's a ton of hustle that comes in that as well. I've been a resident of North Mississippi my whole life, uh, 37, uh-huh. almost 38 years now. I live here. I, I shop here. My kids go to school here. I'm I'm in Kiwanis Club. I'm in the charity organizations, all this stuff. So I didn't intentionally start pouring into the community to build a business, but because I had spent several years pouring into the community when I did start my business, I, I almost had a ready-made sphere that was bigger than most people start with.
0: And that was the seed that kind of started everything was interacting with community to drive traffic, if you will, into your business?
2: Yeah. I mean, that that was my very first guy that, that trusted me to list his house was someone that um, owned another restaurant. I never worked with him. I never worked for him. He knew of me because of the community. He gave me a call and said, Hey, I want you to list my house. It's $240,000, 220000 which in North Mississippi is solid, solid listing. And so we, we do, I, I know looking over, especially in California, um, and I think you said Arizona probably is the same. You know, you, you're talking about millions no matter what. The property is, you know, more, more than likely. If I sell a million dollar house here, it's a match. So when right. you start talking about two hundred thousand dollar houses, that's more of your norm. And so uh, he trusted me with that. And then people started really seeing that I was doing things, and they they were contacting me. Now I was doing lots of advertising and buying on sites and that kind of thing. And then I realized man, you're wasting. Me. People know you. you. You need to start send, You need to start making phone calls to people you know, and you need to start writing handwritten letters that are very personal to people you already
0: know. And that's how you really built the pipeline up?
2: Yeah, that's really how I was able to, to build mine up. Um, like I say, I, I had been doing community events for a long time. So a lot of the movers and shakers, I was not one of those, but I was around those. You know, and I hear people all the time talk about who you surround yourself with and that kind of thing. Super important. I, I never would have thought that I would have needed them in this way. But I, I did. And so um, I'm glad that I had set those seeds that because what they were able to do, did they, they didn't know if I could sell a house or not. I didn't know if I could sell a house. Or not. <laughs> right. But what I did know is they knew I was trustworthy. They knew that I was hardworking and they knew that I was I was going to be someone that would do them right and do them, do the job the way it's supposed to be done. Um, and right. so I was able to establish that long before I got there.
0: Well, you know the saying. You, you you want to surround yourself and be in that room with the people that are smarter and more successful. And and it seems like that's kind of what you did. You plug yourself into that. And as long as you're honest and ethical and and work out hustle everybody, you're going to win every time, right? Like that's right. what's going to get you there.
2: Yeah, it's, and some people look at that and they they may think that negative. And I I hear people all the time talking about, oh, I, you may not want to be. Why are you bragging about working a 16-hour day? You're ruining your your quality of life. You know, that may just be necessary for a period. That can't be the rule forever. I mean, because at that point, you are killing yourself or you're you're not having any kind of quality of life. But at the same time, you've got to build that. And people need to see, man, this guy's out here really doing
0: Yeah.
1: Well, and if you're doing what you love, too. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's an interesting conversation because everybody talks about hustling and and stuff like that. And it's like, well, that's not, it's very important. And it is important to do it in the right season. And it's definitely important. There's some times that you got to jump on opportunities and opportunities are very limited in time and take those opportunities. And I think that that's where you can get that reputation to hustle. You know, when you, when there's a time that you need to put in the extra time, do you show up? And Probably. the other times,
2: you know, we, well, you we just learn. went through a, And I think most of the country went through a period where, and it still is a hot market, but I mean, it was just insane. Well, we had booked a, a trip to go out of the country. Well, I pushed that back. I, I need to be here now. This, this is, But This is where where we are. Now, we still took the trail. We didn't cancel it, but we did move it because it just seemed like a more appropriate time. So to your point, it's in a season and it's in a place, but it can't be what you do forever, but be afraid. It's okay to have to work long hours and go home tired.
1: Right, yeah, I 100% agree. So Ricky, do you work with insurance dudes out there to refer business or what kind of interaction do you have with your insurance agents? To be continued.
3: Hey, Jason. Yes, Mr. Craig. That was another awesome episode, wasn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, if people want to get a little bit more action and and learn how to do uh, write 100,000 in premium off of even the worst internet leads, where could they go? They can go to live.teledudes.com. Ooh, that sounds exciting. Are we going to be there? Yes. It's a weekly call that we're doing right now that will – it's live, and it will show you the process, the entire process. is mm-hmm. super awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sign up right now, live.teledudes.com.
0: Live.teledudes.com. That's live.teledudes.com.
3: Hey, Craig, there's a new community that we are starting that I cannot wait to tell everybody about. It is our live texting community where you and I are going to answer people's questions and give them free content, right? Are you kidding me? We get to talk to them? Yeah, which is awesome, but they have to opt in. They have to text us at 520-214-2219. That's 520-214-2219. Nice I'm Craig, in are you gonna now? respond to these texts I'm gonna respond to them for sure live I'm into it too. It's gonna well. be awesome and it's a it's gonna be our new texting community where we're gonna get back to everybody that we can and drop some crazy content free content and free um, the calculator that you just came up with mm. that's right the calling calculator. Sales material. I mean, everything for insurance agents. This is it. It's the best texting community out there for insurance agents. Well, what the heck is that number again? I can't remember it. It's 520 214 2219. That's 520 214 2219. I love it. I'm going to text it right now. 520 214 2219. All right. I'll see you later, Mr. Jason. Bye, Mr. Craig. Do they even listen to this on the radio anymore? I love
0: it. I love it. Nice.
3: Uh,